A lot of intrigue in day one of the NFL draft. The Denver Broncos did not trade back into round one, but could they trade up here in round two here today as it is officially Denver Broncos draft day here on the Locked On Broncos podcast. How did the Broncos react from some of the first round selections by some AFC West division rivals? Could George Payton go with a wide receiver? And why might that be a possibility? Plus, what are our bold predictions here for the Broncos in day two of the NFL draft? You get that and much more in today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. Both of us, we cover the Denver Broncos for the Lockdown Network and I News in Broncos country. Hope you enjoyed round one of the NFL draft last night. A lot of wild intrigue, twists and turns, just like the series finale here of Ozark here on this beautiful Friday all across Broncos country. Anyways, Broncos country, thank you so much. For making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day, free and available everywhere you get your podcast and audio format and also here on YouTube. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button so you never miss out on a day's worth of Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage. And Sarah, my friend, hey, a wild offseason continues. The wildest offseason in NFL history, and I don't believe there will ever be another one like what we've seen so far here this offseason. Round one crazy. And look, some AFC West division rivals, they got better. The Broncos are going to be on the clock today, too. So, a chance to counter. A chance to counter. You're right, Cody. It has been one of the wildest off-seasons that I can ever remember, and I think we're going to be a little spoiled from it because you're right. I don't see anything like this ever really happening again. I mean, during the draft, you have multiple trades for at least one star receiver. I'd say Hollywood Brown, you know, maybe not necessarily a star, but still a a pretty massive trade there between the Ravens and the Cardinals. And then you have the huge run on wide receivers going early, no quarterback until pick 20. And thankfully, in my opinion, Cody, I feel like the AFC West, I feel like the Broncos kind of not necessarily dodged a bullet. The AFC West made some good picks, but I think in terms of picks that really moved the needle for me in terms of, Am I, am I, you know, we had that episode we talked about, like what would inflict some fear. (laughs) I don't think worst case. Exactly. I don't think anything close to that really happened in this first round. Well, I can tell you this, though. The Broncos do play the Arizona Cardinals this year. So you have Hollywood Brown, who had a really big game against the Broncos last season, alongside DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore, Zach Ertz, Max Williams, Kyler Murray's very happy right now in Arizona. He's about to get paid, too, probably. But I think the good news, the Broncos also played the Titans this year. And so they trade away A.J. Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles, which I know we're going to get in that conversation. Maybe why the Broncos could go wide receiver here in round two. We'll talk about it a little bit later on the show as it goes on. But here, let's take a look at some of the AFC West divisional opponents picks here in round number one. First off, the Los Angeles Chargers here. They took Zion Johnson offensive guard out of Boston College. Now really shaping up a lot of that interior, that offensive line there at the guard position to protect Justin Herbert. This is a good move for them. Chargers fans are very happy about this. And look, pressure on the interior is going to be a little bit tougher now against the Chargers. But, you know, I'm eager to see what the Broncos do to maybe counter what they can do defensively to help maybe counteract that and maybe attack a younger guy there. Yeah, they they definitely got better on the offensive line. You pair up Rashawn Slater with Zion Johnson, you're going to have some physical guys on that offensive line. So the Chargers, 
they did get better with this selection. There's yeah. no doubt about it. And it may not be the the glamorous, sexy selection, but I mean, Zion Johnson is going to come in there and start right away. He's going to be a really good player for them. So yeah. I think that's exactly what the Broncos need to think about doing is how are you going to counter? Now you got a, a few teams with some really strong interior line play in your division, notably the Chargers and the Chiefs. And the Chiefs last year, they did a really great job of retooling that entire interior offensive line through the draft, through free agency. Now the Chargers really hoping that Zion Johnson can come in and have a similar year one impact to what we saw from Creed Humphrey, obviously at the center position for the Kansas City Chiefs last year. Yeah, no spot on there too. And that leads us to the Kansas City Chiefs. They had two picks in round number one here. Now, obviously for them, they traded up to get a cornerback, a Washington cornerback, Trent McDuffie, an athletic playmaker that I feel like will add a lot of versatility for them. They needed to add a cornerback considering how loaded the AFC West was. So for the Broncos, you know, one thing we can expect now from them, Legereus Need and Trent McDuffie, those are going to be their two key defensive players at the cornerback position that the Broncos will have to look at. Russell Wilson will have to figure out how to attack. You like that, you know, process right there for them because, hey, the, the West is getting very tough, which, you know what, Russell Wilson has said, not scared of anything. Like, we're not scared of competition. We're ready to rock and roll. The Broncos mantra outside of a storm is coming is win the West. That's one of the keys and one of the goals that they have this upcoming season. I'm excited to see how it pans out. But then I think this is a very good one here for the Kansas City Chiefs and something that they ne definitely needed to address. Everyone's worried receiver for them. They go with Purdue defensive end edge rusher and George Karloftis. And tell you what, Sarah, this is a pick that is, you know, definitely a, a, a pushes the needle a little bit inside the AFC West on the defensive side of the ball. This makes them better, especially if you have Chris Jones on the interior and Frank Clark. George Karloftis has a lot of potential to wreck some games here. Not sure how I feel about this one. Yeah, it's a good it's another good pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. Look, they were picking 29 and 30 in this draft. So like you said, they moved up to get Trent McDuffie, which I think of all the, you know, all the three picks that were made by the AFC West, which is really only the Chargers and the Chiefs, I think the Trent McDuffie pick is the best one. I feel like he's going to come in and be an immediate cornerback one type of player for them. I had him going in the in the early teens, so I thought he was going to go way before that. So I, I mean 21 is a really reasonable price for them to move up and get a starting corner. Obviously Charvarius Ward leaving for the San Francisco 49ers. So they now have Trent McDuffie and then their big free agent pickup Jordan Reed on the back end of that defensive backfield. So pretty good pickups for them. And then the Karloftis move. I mean, you got to like that. If you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, you see all these mock drafts for the last year where Karloftis is going in the top 10 picks and for sure in the earlier portion of the first round. And then all of a sudden these last few weeks, he's kind of been slipping down the board and everybody's kind of like, what, why, what's the deal? Well, George Karloftis doesn't have elite length. He may not be the same type of athlete as some of these other guys are. But, man, he, he's got a high motor, and he plays yep. with such intensity that he just racks up TFLs. He racks up sacks. He racks up pressures because he's so relentless off the edge. So that's something that I think the Broncos are going to have to counter, Cody, is you have all these pass rushers now in the AFC West and guys that are going to give you fits with pure effort. Look at Max Crosby. May not yeah. be the most physically gifted guy, but, man, he brings effort every single play, and the Broncos have had trouble with him. 
Yeah, and they might have trouble with George Karloftis, too. And hopefully this is where, like, Billy Turner, Calvin Anderson, or Tom Compton and Garrett Bowles, you know, the tackles for this Broncos team can stay healthy or be neutralized fits there for this defense. I mean, for the offense against this Chiefs defense here. But what about the Denver Broncos? What do they have going on here today, Sarah? Obviously, round number two, round number three of the NFL draft here on day two happens. The Broncos, they will be on the clock here. And their picks that they have here today, Broncos fans need to keep an eye on pick number 64, pick 75 and pick number 96. Could we see some movement here with this Denver Broncos team? What are they going to do in round number two is receiver on the board? Well, Sarah Bettinger and myself, we're going to discuss that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about the sponsor of today's episode show. That's our good friends over there, Shady Rays. And Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair, and they will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. So give them a try. And if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays exclusively. For listeners of Lockdown Broncos, you can head to ShadyRays.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKDOWN for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. As the Denver Broncos wait to be on the clock here in round number two of the NFL draft here today. Just want to say major shout out to everybody in Broncos country. Mile high salute. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. We appreciate all the interaction, all the love, and all the support that you provide to both Sarah Bettinger and myself. This is a place for Broncos country to come and have their voice, have their thoughts shared here on the podcast. Thank you so much. Sarah, look, with what we've seen so far in the NFL draft, I mean, between the picks that we saw, the first pick of Drake London going at wide receiver, that really kind of set off the domino in round number one with Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, so on and so forth, Jamison Williams, Jahan Dotson. The uh, wide receiver position is unbelievable in this year's NFL draft. I mean, there was arguably some guys that could have went that didn't go. Like, for example, George Pickens could have been a round one guy, but didn't go in round one here. The Broncos, their first pick comes in at number 64. Could they trade up? Is there, you know, could they choose receiver at 64? I think with what we have seen, and I know you put a tweet out on Twitter about this. I'm sure it got mixed reviews because like, oh yeah, you don't need a receiver. But I think exactly what we saw on draft day kind of makes it seem like, hey, Receiver very well may be in the cards here for this Broncos team because it is an insurance policy. It is, Cody. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You have to have two eyes on the future when you're talking about the wide receiver position these days. And why? Well, these guys are getting paid like quarterbacks anymore. I mean, the the last couple of big contracts that have been given out, and we saw this during the first round of the draft, a $100 million four-year deal for A.J. Brown given out. We've seen oh. $30 million average annual value to Tyreek Hill. We've seen tons of money handed out to Devontae Adams. I mean, the, there's no end in sight. And we know Debo Samuels requested a trade, even though, I mean, he's a great fit in, in the 49ers offense. And that seems like, I mean, he seemed like he's going to be a core player for them for a long time. And now, obviously... I mean, Debo Samuel wants to be traded yeah. like th these type of things can happen to anybody at any point in time. So you have to be ready. I'm not saying that every wide receiver is only going to, you know, live out the first three years of their contract and then they're going to be traded. But what I am saying is in the Broncos context right now, Cody, yes, the, the wide receiver position is an area of strength. But maybe you look towards next year where 
it, we know George Payton's going to want to recoup some of that 23 draft capital. And, and obviously your wide receiver position is going to net you something really good in a potential trade. So maybe you, you take a pick at 64. If the right guy falls there, that's all I'm saying. If the right yeah. guy falls there, the strategy makes sense. What I, and yeah. And I think we should make it very clear to Broncos country. Anybody that's watching or listening to this podcast, you're not advocating that Denver needs to take a receiver at 64. However, if the right guy is there, you have to really consider it. And I think a lot of it's very contingent upon maybe how the board falls in round two, or if like, is there a guy that's available? Like Woody Page put something out there and look, Woody, you know, last couple of years when John Elway was the GM, you know, usually had some of the first picks right here for this Broncos team. John Elway's in the draft room for the Broncos in the war room, but George Payton is calling the shots here. He had alluded to the fact last night that there was a possibility the Broncos trade up in round number two for a player that they have a first round grade on. I'm sure that there's multiple players that have a first round grade that are going to be there in round two for this Broncos team, whether they move up or whether they stay at pick number 64. You made a great point there. Like I felt like watching last night's NFL draft there. I was worried. I was like, man, you know, with how this board's falling, like Jermaine Johnson was a guy that was slipping down the board a little bit. I was like, do the Broncos, are they considering maybe trading one of their wide receivers? I hope not. Like, I was a little anxious that the Broncos might get it on the wide receiver action of trading a guy away for draft capital to move up. But, you know, I'm thankful that they didn't. You know, I'm very excited to see what Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Tim Patrick, Albert Okuwebunam, you know, whoever else they may add in this year's NFL draft, you know, Kendall Hinton, what they may have to offer here in this offense, you know, and how much of a factor is like Russell Wilson, like, for Russ, I feel like if George Payton's been involved with him in these conversations there, part of me is wondering, like, how much input do you think or, like, feedback Russ has given George Payton on who the Broncos could potentially pick there at number 64? I think he's given a lot of feedback, and we heard him talk about that at his press conference at OTAs earlier in the week, and he, he talked about specifically the receiver position. You know, we kind of added that to the to the fire. That was a little fuel to the fire of wide receiver. We know Nine News Insider Mike Kliss, he reported about wide receiver being a possibility with K.J. Handler coming back from his injury. He once again put wide receiver among the list of options at pick number 64 and specifically named Western Michigan Sky Moore and Baylor's Tyquan Thornton. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, I'm not saying they're going to trade up for a wide receiver. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them though, either. I mean, there's some first round graded players out there for some teams. Sky Moore was going in the first round of some mock drafts. Christian uh, Watson of North Dakota state was going first yeah. round of some mock drafts. So was George Pickens, the guy that you mentioned. I think it's much more likely the Broncos would move up for an edge or an offensive tackle. Remember Bernard Raymond, he's still out there and on the board today. So there's there's a chance, and you, you may not have to pay such a high price, like the, the Vikings, to move down from, uh, what was it, 12, 12 to 32. They got barely anything to move down 20 slots <laughs> in the first round. So oh, I don't know. Goodness. I don't know what the price is going to be. I don't know if the Broncos will have to get into the 40s or the 30s, but I think there is a chance. I mean, Woody Page's report could be accurate that, there's a lot of first round guys still on the board here for the Broncos, but man, that kind of makes sitting back at, at 64 a little more enticing as well with so many yeah. guys on the board that just gives you so many options. Well, and that's the thing too, is there's, there's so many players that are still available on the board that, you know, a lot of mock drafts had going in round number one. So it kind of tells me like, Hey, the Broncos actually might be okay staying at 64. Like they can get the best value. And then all of a sudden you have another pick at 75. Like Denver is going to be in a good position. I feel like regardless with where they go, like keep in mind, they have a 69 man roster, which is very nice. By the way, they have an opportunity to really build 
their roster going forward. Like they have an already intact roster. It is. There's not going to be much changes. Like whoever you get, I I don't know if they're going to be a starter in day one, depending on what position they go with. Right. So that tells me that the Broncos and George Payton feel very confident with the roster that they have. If they trade up, it tells me they believe there can be a guy that they believe can contribute in day one, whether it be as a starter or whether it be as a role player. The options right now for the Denver Broncos here today when they have three picks on day two, we're excited for all the action. We're going to have a complete recap here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast as well with each of the picks. And also make sure you check out the Lockdown NFL Draft live show on the Lockdown NFL YouTube page. What an epic day. One over 1,000-plus concurrent viewers breaking down the action in studio plus the local experts. So you may see Sarah and I pop up on the screen several times on that one there tomorrow. But Broncos country, let us know what you think about what the Broncos maybe could do at pick number 64 based on how the board has fallen so far in round one, how you think it may go early on here in round two. Let us know in the YouTube comment section down below. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, Sarah and I, we're going to get into our bull. Bold predictions for the Broncos in day two of the NFL draft here today. How bold are we going to get? Hey, that remains to be seen. But coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get to that. But before we do that, let me tell you about Built Bar, the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. And Built Bar fuels us up to stay up during round one of the NFL draft to record late podcasts. Built Bar is what gives us a little bit of extra push to get through some of the hard work that we have to do on the media side of things there. Plus, they have nine amazing original flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor like the Built Puffs. And the Built Granola Bars, which just launched at Built.com. Check it out today. Each bar of Built Bar contains 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. That's tremendous value for something that's covered in 100% milk chocolate. Go to Built.com today and get your hands on a box. And when you go to checkout, make sure you use promo code LOCK15. That's going to get you 15% off your next order at Built.com. As we get into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, the Denver Broncos will be on the clock here today for pick number 64, potentially earlier, depending on how everything goes. Let's get into some of our bold predictions here on today's episode. Lockdown Broncos free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also here on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button if you haven't done so already. Smash that like button and comment for the algorithm. But Sarah, my friend, you know, let's open things up here. I, I feel very bold today. I don't know how bold this is going to be in reality, but you know what? It's fun. We're throwing a hypothetical out here for the Denver Broncos here today. What is your bold prediction on day two of the NFL draft? Do you see the Broncos doing anything bold here? You know, I, I'm going to say, since we're talking about bold predictions, I'm going to say that, Cody, the Broncos are going to trade down multiple times in this in, in day two here, and, and they're still going to get somebody that a lot of people thought was going to be their pick at number 64. And the reason for this, it goes back a few years. So the 2018 NFL draft, I think everybody expected Cortland Sutton to go first round to the Dallas Cowboys. He goes in the second round to the Denver Broncos. 2019, everybody expects Drew Locke and Dalton Reisner to be way off the board by the time the Broncos pick in round two. And sure enough, both of them were sitting there on the board. 2020, same type of stuff happened with Lloyd Cushenberry in round three. The Broncos were able to get him when everybody thought he's going early second round. He's the first center off the board. 2021, what happens again? You trade down in round three, and you still end up getting Baron Browning with the final pick <laughs> of day two. So I'm predicting that the Broncos will trade down multiple times and that they'll still be able to get somebody, whether it's in the third round or whatever. 
uh, later than than many people thought that this this player would originally go. Specifically, somebody that a lot of people thought may have gone at sixty four or even higher than that. Okay, I could see that happening. I think that's a fair bold prediction here on today's episode. Lockdown Broncos, sir. For me, this is going to be very vague. My bold prediction: the Broncos will trade up here on round two from sixty four, maybe to like the mid forties. If that's something that they're looking at, I feel like for them, like being at the back end of round number two is not in the ideal position to be, right? There's still going to be some pretty good players there, but I think that they're going to like somebody a lot and they're going to maybe move up. Now, if they stay put at 64, Benjamin Alright had tweeted out that Broncos fans should keep an eye on Nick Benito, edge rusher, outside linebacker from Oklahoma here, which, well, like I said, I, who knows how things are going to go? I mean, at this point, we have not, we did not expect, I mean, I'm looking at my spreadsheet that I have here. There were a total when we factor in some of the trades that happened before the draft and during the draft, there were three, six, nine, 12, 13 trades <laughs> that impacted round one of the 2022 NFL draft. And there were eight teams initially that did not have a first round pick. Sarah, what a wild turn event. So if anything, if we've seen from round one, if we've seen from this NFL offseason as it pertains to this Denver Broncos team in the NFL draft, expect the unexpected. We'll see mm-hmm. what that means for this Broncos football team. But Broncos country, in the comment section down below here on YouTube or on Twitter, you can tweet us at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Lockdown Broncos. Make sure you drop your Denver Broncos day two NFL draft bull predictions down below. We'll highlight them. We'll throw a heart on it. We'll comment. We'll share our thoughts on it as well. Do that here on YouTube.com and stay tuned here a little bit later on as we recap day two of the NFL draft. Who are the Broncos pick here in day number two? We're going to go through each pick. We're going to dissect it, what it means for that position group, what it means for the team. And you're going to get that on tomorrow's episode, Lockdown Broncos here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.